Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. So have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to talk to somebody and you're having maybe a little bit of conflict and as the conflict or as the conversation goes on, the conflict seems to rise and you can't figure out why you can't communicate, why you're not hearing each other, why what you're saying and what they're saying continue to clash. Have you ever been in that situation where you find yourself constantly asking, what is the barrier? Well, the reality is, is that communication, while key to relationships, can be very, very difficult to do well. And the reason is, is that when we begin our conversations, especially conflict conversations, we come into them with a lot of assumptions. Now, maybe you've heard the old adage about assumption, and I'm not going to repeat that here. But what we are going to do is we're going to talk about four secrets of communication that you may have missed. And if you've missed them, then you're going to continue to struggle with people whenever you have these kinds of conflicts in your relationships and you're trying to have conversation and you're trying to make those conversations work. And so let's go through these assumptions or these secrets. And when you understand these secrets, they're going to overcome the things you thought you were doing and the way you thought you were communicating and help you to really truly communicate because we all know there is a big difference between communicating and talking or communicating and sharing you know our voices our tone our facial expressions all of that makes a difference when we try to communicate and so communication becomes difficult and you've heard it said over and over that communication and good communication is the secret to a great marriage well i would say yes and no it is about communication it is about how we speak and how we share and how we uh, translate information but it's both sides it's both what i say and what i hear And it's also not only about what I say and hear, but it's about so much more in understanding, in grasping, so that communication is clear. The problem is, so often we think we're being clear, and we're not clear. Um, There's a story told that when the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, and the Japanese were contacted by the translator, to um, ask for their surrender, that the word the Japanese gave, gave back could have meant wait, or it could have meant we stand. And, and depending on how you translated the word, the response would have been different. Unfortunately, the translation was such that it came across as though the Japanese were not going to move. They were not going to be moved. And so we dropped a second bomb, which may not have been necessary. Now, we don't know for sure. We weren't there. We weren't in that conversation. So we don't know exactly what happened. The point is, though, communicating can be very difficult. What's interesting is even when you're working in the same language, we have the same problem. So (coughs) we don't want to just speak to each other. We want to communicate. So let me give you these four secrets to good communication. First of all, you need to acknowledge the language barrier. 
What you mean by a word and what the person you're in conflict means by a word are not always the same thing. And you may say to yourself, the word means what it means, but it doesn't. English is a living language and there are meanings to words and even nuances to meanings to words that that we don't all accept or say the same way. And sometimes those nuances and meanings are affected by things that have happened in our past or things we've experienced or other people who have used those words. So to say that there's no language barrier is a false claim. There's a language barrier between everybody. So we got to slow down and we got to acknowledge that just because I'm hearing something one way, it may not be being said that way or intended in the heart to be delivered that way. See, the problem is, is that we can't read hearts. We have to assume hearts are bad or good. And typically when we're in conflict, we assume the other person's heart is one of attack and one of aggression. And and when we do that, we end up in this language barrier because we're not willing to take time to slow down and admit there's a barrier. Um, So often I've seen when people have these barriers and you start to bring them to their attention, that what happens is they, they go, how can you not understand me? I'm using the same words you use. Well, you're not using the same way I use them. And sometimes if we just slow down to acknowledge the language barrier exists, then what's going to happen is we're going to be able to work through the language barrier so that we can get to a place where we achieve better communication. Every sitcom you've ever seen has an episode like this somewhere in in its uh, creation where there's a miscommunication between two people where one person thinks one thing and the other person thinks another and we know as the watcher that they're just not communicating well. And as watchers, that's funny. But in real life, it's not funny. It's tragic. So we need to take the time to slow down and make sure that we have good communication by first acknowledging there's a language barrier. Number two, we need to acquire understanding. Now, here's the thing. If we're going to live by the seven daily choices, the bedrock of which is submission, putting other people ahead of ourselves, then acquiring understanding is my job first. In other words, Imagine for a moment there's a language barrier between you and the person you're in conflict with. Let's say it's an actual language barrier. So they speak Spanish and you speak English and you don't understand Spanish and they don't understand English and you're trying to communicate. Your job is to be the first one to try to learn their language, to try to understand their language to try to understand what they're trying to say so that you clearly understand where their heart is you clearly understand what it is they're trying to bring to you what it is they're trying to say to you what they're trying to bring to the table so you want to clearly understand those things ahead of time and it's your job to if you want to be empowered to transform your relationships and your leadership optimize your leadership, you need to be the one to understand others. You need to be the kind of person who's willing to stop and understand other people first. Uh, The great Stephen Covey in his book, I guess it's the 30-year anniversary too of the book of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says, seek first to understand and then to be understood. And he tells this great story of how uh, he's on this train and on the train, there's a man who's got a couple kids with him on the train and the kids are going crazy all over the car. And uh, the guy 
and and Stephen Covey is getting more and more frustrated by these kids just running wild. He finally looks at the man who's just staring off into space, and he says, "Sir, do you know your kids are disrupting everybody in the car?" And the man looks up as if from a daze, and he says, "Sorry, we just came from the hospital where their mother passed away, and they're not sure how to handle it. Neither am I." Wow. That situation totally changes when you gain understanding first. You, you all of a sudden become a person of understanding instead of a person who is trying to understand. There's also a story, similar story of Mark Twain on a train uh, with a baby that keeps crying and crying and crying and crying. Uh, and eventually Mark Twain gets up and he walks to the back of the car and uh, takes the baby from the mother and goes out on the back of the car and the baby begins to calm down and the crying stops and eventually the baby goes to sleep. Mark Twain comes back in, gives the baby back to its mother. And another person on the car said, thank you, sir, for doing that. That helped everybody on the car. And Mark Twain said, I didn't do it for you. I did it for the baby. You see, Mark Twain's point of view was not that the people on the car were being disrupted, but that something had this baby completely overwhelmed. And if you've ever been in that situation as a parent where you hear someone else with a kid who's going crazy and you've been a parent in that situation, you have a lot more affinity for the mom and the dad than you do for the people in the restaurant. And you worry about the kid as well. So your, your perspective changes because you're willing to acquire, you've acquired understanding of that situation. So First, we're going to acknowledge the language barrier. Then we're going to acquire understanding. Then, number three, we're going to ask questions. Before you respond with your own thoughts, ask every question you can to get to the heart of the matter. And it's been said that it is at least seven questions deep to get to the heart of the matter. So, You want to keep asking until you land on the thing that's really the issue, that's really the conflict, that's really an understanding where you both have um, the same ideas and and you're moving in the same direction. And so you're going to ask questions and you're going to ask them again and again and again until you get to the heart of the matter. You want to ask as many and and, questions. the book in Marilee Adams' book, uh, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life, she talks about good questions, learner questions versus judger questions. You want questions that, again, help you acquire understanding, help you overcome language barriers. You want questions that help you clearly understand why there's conflict from the other person's perspective. You want to make sure you're asking enough questions to make sure you really understand what's happening. Um, there's a FBI negotiator who says, we want to ask questions to understand, to gain understanding and gain companionship with the other person so that we begin to have the ability to have open and honest communication about what's happening in order to get out of situations well. So we want to ask questions. And number four, and this is the hardest one, you want to avoid presumption. So when we began this, we talked about assumption, but I want to talk about presumption. 
So many times when we go into conversations, we come in with a lot of presuppositions, things we've already decided, uh, directions we've already determined, understandings we've already chosen, perspectives we already have. We come in with our own set of views and we hang on to them like, like they're the most important thing we've got. And like if we give up our assumptions, somehow that gives up our power. If we give up our presumptions and, and we presume not only uh, what the world should look like and not only the point of view we're going to take, but we presume the point of view of the other person as well that we're having these conversations with and we're trying to communicate with. And we presume that they're going to understand us. We presume that they're going to follow our lead, that they're going to know what we say when we say it, that they're going to hear us better. We make presumptions. And when we do that, we actually create defensiveness on behalf of the other person in the communication. And so in order to avoid defensiveness and creating defensiveness from someone else, we need to avoid our presumptions. And this is hard to do, but you need to come in with a blank slate. You need to, as best you can, step back and go, okay, what I think, what I feel, what I understand is less important than understanding the other person. What I feel, what I think, what I desire is less important than the person and the relationship that I'm trying to foster here. If I want healthy, thriving relationships, and I want to optimize my leadership, then what I've got to do is I've got to assume the relationship is more important than the conflict. And I've got to continue to seek after positive relationship, realizing the relationship is more important. When we don't do this, we create boundaries and barriers in our relationships that begin to drive wedges to tear us apart to separate us in different directions. And so we want to avoid presumption. And then, and this is the only not A in all these. So I've got, I've got acknowledge the language barrier, acquire understanding, ask questions, avoid presumption. And here we go, eliminate contempt. And I probably could have come up with an A word, but I didn't. Eliminate contempt. Did you know that uh, doctors and uh, psychologists and counselors will tell you that when two people begin to show contempt for one another, it is in that moment that they know all chance of finding solutions goes away. As soon as we start to see each other with contempt, all of a sudden, we're no longer able to get past our own judgments. It's funny, I was watching an episode of MASH last night, and it's an episode later, I think season six, and Hawkeye is doing triage. He's, he's working through the various wounded people from a village that got bombed, and they're going to try and help him. And a lady pulls up in a car, so she's obviously wealthy because she's got this car, and she's in a very nice dress, and she's got someone in the car who's hurt. And the colonel comes over to Hawkeye and says, hey, go take care of the kid in the car. He's got a clavicle, broken clavicle. And Hawkeye says, the point of triage is to, to keep people where they're supposed to be. Hawkeye's immediate assumption is that somehow Colonel Potter and the woman in the car um, are both 
taking advantage of her situation of having more money and being wealthier than others in order to get people to the front of the line. Well, as it turns out, she's not doing that at all. Yes, she is dressed that way. Yes, she's in the car. Yes, she speaks good English. Yes, she has the kid. But come to find out, not only does she live in a hovel to take care of her sick mother, but she's brought in orphans from all over the area to take care of them as well so that because they've been bombed out or they've gone through struggles. Well, listen, in that communication, it is, it is Hawkeye's contempt that causes the communication breakdown. And when we don't eliminate contempt from our conversations, what ends up happening is, is we aren't able to overcome conflict because we stand on these presumptions and we stand with, these, with this um, contempt towards certain people so that we aren't even willing to listen to them. We aren't even willing to hear from them. And that kind of contempt is what breaks down relationships over time. And so when we talk about communicating with each other and communication being such an important part of relationship, let's keep these five secrets um, in mind as we're working through it. First, acknowledge the language barrier. Number two, acquire understanding. Three, ask questions up to seven deep. Four, avoid presumption. And five, eliminate contempt. In doing so, hopefully, our communication will begin to grow so that we actually not only understand those we're talking to, but they understand us when we talk to them. So having heard all that, having uh, spent all that time, I want to encourage you, go out and communicate better. Now, learning to do this is not going to be easy. It's not going to go quick. You're going to have to practice. You're going to have to come back to these ideas again and again, and you're going to have to think about them because Learning to do this well takes time and it takes practice. And the fact is, is that in a moment's notice, you can forget all of these things and you can create greater conflict. And so you've got to go back and remember that integrity is about moving forward in a continual process. It's not, it's not being in a place where everything's okay. It's moving forward in a continual, consistent process. And so understand it's going to take time. It's going to take growth, but make the effort. It's a choice to do so. Listen, if you've liked what you've heard here today and you think it can help you or it might help someone you know, please like and share and subscribe to what we're doing. Uh, leave a rating or review. Those really help us get the message out to other people. We really want to try and get the message out to as many people as possible. So if you'll leave a rating or review, we really appreciate that. And never forget that life is a gift. Living is a choice. And living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.